Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm going back to the Caribbean! I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> and this week, uh, we're taking a look at Pirates of the Caribbean... Is it? It's just Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest, right? Yes. That's that's the, the, the whole of it? Yes. Okay. That's what I appreciate about that's the, the that's the go ahead the hull the hull of it like a like a ship it oh, has a hull no it's like, it's like the the base of a ship it's like what the ship rides on kind of it's, 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 I think that was that was a horrible start to this podcast <laughs> that's one thing I I do appreciate about the second and third Pirates of the Caribbean movies the the subtitles are short yeah. I don't even remember what the They're fourth also, one is. What's like, the fourth like, one? On Stranger Tides. I, that one's short. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just confused as to why they called the fifth one... What is it? Dead um, Men Tell No Tales. Yeah, yeah, But you've already had Dead Men's Or, for foreign markets, Salazar's Revenge. Those are both terrible titles. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> like, Dead Men Tells, tells No Tales. It's long, but I... Pirates. Okay, fine. It's from but the like, right. You can't, you get it? You 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 can't do that after you do Dead Men's Chest because you can't st- have two movies that start with dead. That's just not dead. Dead men even they start with the dead and then a variation of man. No, that's I not. Mean, most people would argue that this franchise suffers horribly from doing the same thing over and over again and running itself into the ground. I think that kind of is an excellent <laughs> metaphor for that. So anyway, we're Glorious. talking about the second movie in this franchise, Dead Man's Chest. Directed by Correct. Gore Verbinski from 2006. It has a 54% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 72% audience score. So we're quite a bit lower than the first one. <sighs> this this viewing of, of, of this film was kind of saddening. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I because at one point I would have told you, oh, I really like all, th- all the first three movies. They're all, I think they're all pretty consistent in quality. And then, especially no. after watching the last, the, the I mean, the first movie, and then discussing with the, with you, uh, this one's whole different watch experience. Yeah, Tyler, yeah. what's your best thing and your worst thing? Um, I'm trying to think of a worst thing because I want to start with the worst thing because I feel like I want to just. I want to end on a on an optimistic note here. There you go. I'm not sure if I can because I I there are a lot there's a lot more to think about when you're thinking about worst thing. Yeah. Um. Actually, probably the love triangle between Jack and Elizabeth and Will. I really don't okay. like that. Is it an actual romance between Jack and Elizabeth, or is she just manipulating him? I can't tell. Okay. I have no idea. I don't have a good read on what's going on there, well, because, well, because... At, at some points it seems like, oh, she's starting to get won over by his charms, and that, like, confuses her. But then sometimes she's like, oh, no, you're not you're not getting me, you're not fooling me, or, you know. And then, of course, at the end, she ends up, you know, leading him to his death. Yeah. Which I think kind of also screws up that entire decision that he makes. Um, well, we can get into that. Yeah. Um, But... Oh my god, you're totally right. Why yeah. why have him like redeem himself and come back if you're just gonna be like oh we're just gonna we're gonna screw you over so we can get away? Yeah, like that's that's more of an Elizabeth thing 
like something for her character than his character, but there was no like real indication that he wasn't going to stay anyway. And it's kind of just and like he came back and like he came well, he, back and did something he, he that was not really well. He should have come. It's it's like he doesn't realize that the Kraken's only focused on him, not necessarily the ship. So she has to explain that to him after he gets handcuffed to the ship. He but he should, also like he should, no no he should have just come back and is like okay I'm gonna stay you guys leave I'll sacrifice myself that yeah. that should have been the character because like he should know that that's the case and it kind of I thought the point of him leaving was that he was he knew that was the case and he was trying to leave them, leave a defeat on them well yeah he gets he he lives another day or whatever I don't know anyway we can break down that more but th- yeah because she keeps using the compass and the compass keeps pointing at Jack and like oh yeah I guess that's that's right. And so it's like, wait, what? Why did this? What's happening? Where did this come? What? And then it just makes the ending weird, where they're all like toasting him, and like Will and Elizabeth are weird. Well, like... just just the setting up of the dumb soap opera CW nonsense, where they're kissing on the black pearl, and Will conveniently sees them yeah. out of the corner of his eye. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, and, and... and that does not get paid off in any sort of exactly. satisfying way in the next movie. Just gonna go ahead and say that right now. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, so all of that, I just don't know where they're going with it. They've set up a good relationship with uh, Will and Elizabeth, and you you didn't need to further complicate it. It should just be, hey, it's Elizabeth. She's trying to get back to Will now. She's the hero trying to rescue Will, and and it's reversals. And you can make it because this movie is too long. Let me just say. I said I was gonna I was gonna end on an optimistic note, but I've already just like yeah <laughs> the the tide has broken. Um, I don't know the w- stranger tides have broken. Yes, uh, we've we've gotten too far into this. Um, I've gone too far in a few. That's places. my worst thing. That's my worst thing is the love triangle. I I think it's stupid. They explored that a little bit in the last movie, but they made it very clever where it's actually she was just manipulating him the whole time they made it very clear that that was the case well even then that's not the focus of the movie because it's only really in like one scene and then a couple of extra bits of dialogue and then it's 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 supposed to be funny at the end yeah because obviously she was never going to go for him and he's like oh it would never have worked out between us and then yeah yeah but then apparently it would what whatever i, I don't know um, like i said I'm, I'm not quite sure what the what my read is on that my favorite thing is my best thing is uh Rigetti and Pintle um even though they I, just randomly show up on the cannibal island out of nowhere yeah it's fine um this movie has a lot of that yeah. sort of thing and I I just don't care um and they have if, the if dog with them with the keys yeah. and he's yeah. still got if, the keys if that's the 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 situation that we're starting, I mean, because they do that, and then they do the apparently Jack break, breaks out of prison in a really clever way, but then we don't figure out how that happened. We yeah, don't get to hear anything about that, which is kind of fun, but also kind of annoying because I, I I miss Jack doing clever things, and he does not do very many clever things, if any clever things in this movie. Um, no, because he's a cartoon character at this point. He really is. I've got a jar of dirt. I've got a jar, and then he like falls over the stairs. Like like yeah. Bugs Bunny or something, and he's like, "I've still got it." This I have some thoughts. I want to I want to save this until we dive a little deeper. But I have some thoughts on his character in general. Anyway, Rigetti and Pint- the thing I do like. I have another is... complaint about Rigetti and Pintle. <laughs> Just saying. Um, Just saying. But but 
the movie's dumb. Okay, let's just let's get that out. The movie's dumb, but it's, it thinks it's, it's smart. It thinks it's smart, but it's a it movie. thinks it's it's more complex than the first one. I'm trying to say a good thing about the movie. <laughs> it's more complicated, yes, but not as not not as complex. There's is a it really? There's a difference. I, I I feel like it's. I mean, it is like. I, We'll talk about there's it. We'll talk about it. There's we'll way too many we'll plot elements. <laughs> Continue with Rigetti and Rigetti Pintle. and Pintle <laughs> are extremely entertaining in this movie. They're, I, I I love what they do, and they kind of did this a little bit in the last movie, but I love that they turn um, Rigetti into kind of this... And they, this is actually paid off, so I can't be... They're going somewhere with it. They're doing something with these side comedy characters with um, Rigetti being, like, a very, like, romantic, like... Like he's got a he's got a good heart and like he's he says all these like crazy things about like like he he's he's trying to sound very intellectual and like thinking being compassionate and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I love the, I love all their interaction. Whereas the last movie had all, especially with Jack, um, pretty much especially with Jack and any of the other pirate characters, maybe not so much Will and Elizabeth, but even them to an extent. There was just so much humor packed into that movie, so subtly, just like every at every corner, there's something that's really funny or really clever, or really smart that makes you laugh. Yeah, this movie, I feel like all of that is packed into their dialogue. Yeah, I feel like that's where all of that kind of charm went and that kind of heart went. Yeah, is is into really fleshing them out and making them very entertaining, and they're still kind of like, I mean, they're still pirates because they're like backstabbing and they they want to steal the chest for themselves to get rich and like they're trying to steal the black pearl for themselves it's great it's i love it i every time they showed up i was like oh look i really like this this makes me laugh and there's not there's there's a lot of the movie that does not make me laugh so yeah i i have a problem with them being in this movie (laughs) i mean that's that's fair but again this is the movie we've been given so that is the thing that i like about the movie they are they are entertaining but it, it it goes to a deeper moral level and that's just the thing i was talking about in the last episode where it's very dangerous to make your main characters that you're supposed to sympathize with a bunch of pirates yeah do you not remember in the last movie where they shot a guy in the face just because he opened the door yeah well there's also the the part in this where it seems like they're about to like do strength they are advancing on elizabeth with swords when she has nothing yeah and it's like where is this going yeah but but it's it's very it's very difficult for me to to be able to to handle that just in terms of caring about them as characters when i know they're they're such terrible people yet yet the script is trying to make me like them as hard as possible because they're so funny yeah um i feel like they i don't know um I feel like it works pretty well with Rigetti. Yeah. Well, and, the, but with also, Pinto, at, at, he's still kind of creepy the entire time. And you're, I mean, they're both creepy, but like... Yeah. Also, at no point do uh, any of the characters question why these, these evil people are back. Yeah, yeah. At no point... Well, like, I know when... There's when, a lot when, of that. When they're at Tortuga and Elizabeth shows up, she gives them, like, a brief look of, like, what are they doing here? But it's never brought up in dialogue. Yeah. I feel like Will should be like, D- these guys tried to kill all of us multiple times. D- no. I feel like they should not be part of the crew. I feel like they should be their own characters. And like when they show up on the, the Black Pearl. You know what would be great? You know what would be great? If they show up in Tortuga and it's like they both found God. 
and you make a huge joke out of out of that, and they're like, "We escaped, we got out of prison, we got yep. the dog," and and you know they, they're they're both reading the Bible because I isn't there like a bit where they they start quoting yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bible? Like you well, go with Rigetti, that. Rigetti, Rigetti has a it's great because yeah. Rigetti has a Bible and he's like looking at it when they first show up on the boat, and then he's like, or he's he's saying like saying all these godly things, and he's like, "Oh, I think we need to do this and this," and he's like, "You can't even read," and he's like, "It's it's trying that matters. <laughs> it's it's the like Bible. That. Trying counts. Yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. yeah. Like, like if they were almost played as, like, born-again Christians, I think that would have gone a long way yeah. in helping me yeah. feel better about that. But they didn't yeah, do that. I agree. Um, and instead... Definitely they're... structurally, they de- structurally they aren't great, but their dialogue, I, re- I think, yeah. really gives this movie a lot of the heart of the first one. Yeah. When there's a lot of this movie that does not really capture that same sense. Yeah. So, that's, that's more what I'm going for. What's your things? Uh, my best thing is the end scene, and not even the bit where they're, you know, they're toasting to Jack or anything. I'm just talking about when Barbosa shows up with the monkey, and he's like, "So what's happened to my ship?" And he eats the apple. That's that's my favorite right. bit. That was the only it's... part on this viewing that got me anywhere near excited. Yeah, and that could have been real dumb. Yeah, it could. But he delivers it. Well, perfect. even then, it, it, you got to question the logic of it of Tia Dalma staging that. She's like, she 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 specifically waited for this moment, and then I she was, like sig- signaled that. him to walk down the stairs, or you know, of course you go into that kind of thing. But it's a movie, so you're not supposed to question that as much. But it's but a like really the, cool reveal. The way he says it, and the way the apple juice like dribbles down his chin, it's perfect. And then he starts it's, laughing. It's yeah. 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 Um raises many questions but it's good i remember being so angry when i saw this in theaters um as a kid because like i was it it, for some reason to me the movie i felt like the movie was still just gonna keep on trucking like i guess i had no sense of time for movie lengths or anything so i just like didn't even even though this movie feels like five hours yeah watching it now i'm like oh my lord this takes forever but for some reason, when I watched it, I was, and I don't even remember the movie until I watched it. There was a lot that I had forgotten yeah. about this movie. Like I remember a lot more about the third one than I do the second. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's my my favorite thing. Um, because everything else I really liked in this movie, I I still had problems with. Like a lot of the set yeah. pieces were fun, but I have significant problems with them tone wise. <laughs> um, and that and that's gonna be my worst thing is tone. Because at the same time that this movie is trying to be darker and more screwed up than the first movie, it's also a lot more slapsticky and just over yeah. the top, which is bizarre. Like, you start with the opening bit where you show Jack escaping the prison. Well, you don't actually mm-hmm. show how he did it, but you show him, you know, afterwards. Mm-hmm. But you see a guy stuck in a cage getting his eyes pecked out by birds. And it's yep. it shows a lot more than you'd expect for a Disney movie. Yep, it's ripping out the guy's eye. Yeah, like straight up, you see it. Yeah, and then like all the stuff with whip or with Will getting whipped on on the Flying mm-hmm. Dutchman and stuff. It's like there's there's nothing this screwed up in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And but it would be fine if it's like oh this is supposed to be like the dark middle chapter. We're starting to take things a bit more seriously, which is sort of what it is, except. I mean, this is leading into your point. But, but but then you have, like, Jack with the pole stuck, you know, he, he can't, like, get rid of it, and he's flipping mm-hmm. across, like, cliff sides, and then he's mm-hmm. falling, 
hundreds and hundreds of feet yeah. smashing through bridges and he's not he's not cursed at this point so he's not invincible yeah. and then he just lands on the ground and he's totally totally fine like they yep. and, and just oh a perfect example the 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 well you're showing all the stuff with Will and Gibbs and all the people from the Black Pearl they're stuck in those those spherical cages Mm-hmm. And there's a throwaway line about them being made of the bones of the, you know, the remainders of the crew that were killed when they mm-hmm. showed up. And then there's like this slapstick thing where they're just like rolling away from the cannibals that are chasing them. It's like also like a bunch of people die horribly by falling into their deaths. Yes, and it's not that entire island scene is the worst, um, but it's still entertaining. It's entertaining, and it's and if you if you cut that out and you put it in front of somebody and say, "Hey, watch this," and they'd be like, "Oh, that's fun. Yeah, oh, that's entertaining." But in the context of this movie, especially after watching the the previous one, yeah, it's the physics make no sense. They, it's not clever at all in the way they do any of this because like there's no clever escaping. Jack's just kind of running around. He he points basically, and he's like, "Oh yeah, go stop the guys this, over there." And then they, the CGI does the escaping for him. It's it's not yeah. it's not Jack being super clever. <laughs> yeah, he's I guess catching fruit on poles. What what? And the, it's and, funny. And, and, don't and, get me wrong. Well, it's to comical levels because if they're just constantly throwing stuff at him, I don't think they would ever like <laughs> like the pole like on both ends just gets filled with fruit. Yep. It makes no. It's it it is a Looney Tunes cartoon. But but even more than that, um, the part where they're climbing up the cliff, um. They, the the there's the the entire like half of the crew that just gets introduced to be kind of like antagonistic for the first act of the movie, um, and the 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 other guys like keep climbing up the cliff when the uh the there's the the native walks by and he sees them down there, right? And and Gibbs and Will they're like oh stop 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 and for for one I don't even know where they're going with that because there's this weird realization where they realize that whoever gets there first will be able to man the crew the pearl by themselves yeah so they're but like it, it's it's they're, they're just trying to get there so they can take the boat yeah but it's just weird i, I don't, don't know. know they're pirates. It's very strange yeah i guess um and they're all like morons the, but, i think i think we've had enough you sure, know background sure, they, to know that they're idiots <laughs> They act like whoever gets to the top first is going to, like, murder all the other ones, which I guess maybe they will, but they... I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, so they see the native walking by on the bridge, right? And the native sees them. And then they're, they all, like... Or Gibbs and Will are like, oh, you know, quiet, quiet, quiet. You, you, we gotta stop. They're, he's gonna notice us. And then the other guys just keep... Like, they keep going, and they're like, no, 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 we're gonna get there first, we're gonna beat you, he's not gonna see us, or whatever. And they keep walking, or keep climbing up the cliff, and I was like, oh, is 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 he gonna, is the, the native gonna do something that gets him killed? Like, the native's gonna fire an arrow or something, or throw a spear, or, I don't know, cut some rope, do something to make them make it so they fall. But instead, they just, one guy grabs a snake, and they all freak out and fall to their deaths. Yeah, and they all let go. <laughs> yeah, they all just lose their minds, even though the guy is holding a snake outside of the cage, and he could've just Drop, drop the snake. I don't, and 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 so that's not. And then they fall, and then, then that's when the native notices the other ones. And I guess that's the whole purpose of that scene. But it's just strange, and it's not efficient. And it's like this movie was so smart. What happened to it? The the the, the curse of the black pearl was was such a just. There's so much clever manipulation and and plots and people backstabbing each other and everything. And this is just 
it's like it, it let itself go. Well, the the it fight just... scenes told you something about the characters, and here yeah. it's just pure spectacle with not a whole lot of character to it. Yeah, and it, it's it's interesting how how much I complained about the the boat fight in the last movie, mm-hmm. and my complaints with that, where it just feels like it kind of halts the movie and. There's not a whole lot of point to it, and it's just more just, hey, we need a giant set piece. Let's just force the characters to make this kind of dumb decision. Sure. That feels like this whole movie. A little bit. It feels like well, the whole at movie. Least, and at least with the boat fight in the last one, it's like, oh, it's a pirates movie. We gotta have a boat fight somewhere. It's it's a movie about pirates. We gotta have them shooting the cannons back and forth at right. some point. And we're, and we're gonna at least make it creative. We're gonna have the forks and the silverware flying all over the place because they got rid of the cannonballs. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting. We're gonna have a little bit of stuff going on. And there's characters at stake and everything. Right. This is in the beginning of the movie. It's it's something nobody asked for. Nobody wanted people rolling around in bone cages. Right. For reasons. I don't know. Did we need a cannibal island? Could we not just no. come up with a a another reason? Like what? What if the like Will going to find Jackie discovers he's trapped in this prison? Yeah, and Will and Jack manage to escape the prison, and then that's when we find out about the key and stuff. Like yeah, you kind of merge like, you merge that stuff together. That way you streamline yeah. the script. And then if you if you got the the, the the cannibal island stuff, you probably cut out fifteen minutes, even if you have to spend some time on the prison escape. Yeah, and then, like, you you've made the movie shorter, which is good. <laughs> yeah, this movie is two and a half hours when it does not need to be. Yeah. Okay, so before I go down my list of critiques of this film, can I go ahead and say something good? Sure. I love how the movie looks. I think visually, it's a lot yeah. more interesting than the first one. I do agree. And I think that's that's that. all just them letting Gore Verbinski do whatever he wants. And while that does have its downsides, as as we've talked about and as we will mm-hmm. continue to talk about, I think in terms of his visuals, he steps up his game. There. When did this movie come out? I no, know you said that at the beginning. 2006. Okay. Um, there's some, some dated con- CGI. For some context, it's the same year as X-Men 3. Yeah. The does worst movie ever bad. made. Does not look as bad as the CGI in Spider-Man 3, which was the year later? Yes. So, that's something. Well, it's just um, weird that the, these mo- this and At World's End were made back-to-back, and both of them still look pretty solid. Yeah. Um, it's not great. There's some... S- some of some Davy of Jones' just, crew yeah. looks video gamey. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. Davy Jones looks excellent. Yep. You, it's, it's very it's clear incredible. that that... That their their end goal was if nothing else looks right, he has to. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some weird CGI with like Jack falling, and, like some, all of that Cannibal Island stuff scene where um, Jack's falling, and and when the guys the the uh, half the crew falls in the bone cage, like we were just talking about. Yeah. When that happens, it, it doesn't look as good. Um, there there's some stuff, but Davy Jones looks excellent. The Kraken mixed bag. The, yeah. Um. There's a scene. I mean, the scene at the end when Jack uh, runs at it, Jack yeah. is first, like, he's he's facing its back, his back to him, and there's some green screen that looks pretty shoddy. Yeah. Um, but then when he turns around, it does look pretty good when he's running and jumping into it. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it goes back and forth. Um, I also sometimes wish the tentacles they, look good, sometimes they don't. I, I wish they had saved the Kraken until the very end fight as well. I kind of wish they had built up, oh, the Kraken, is it real, is it not? And then at the very end, Davy Jones sends it after them. Yeah. 
Personal preference. I, I know a lot of people would have would have been like, why couldn't we have gotten that earlier? But at least it's it's well set up. Yeah. Um, I I love the scene at the beginning where the guys the the two like fishing mi- fishermen pick up Jack's hat and they're like oh ha ha yeah that 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 is a pretty cool setup and payoff and the movie does have some of that like the first movie just not as much yeah and not usually as well done yeah where the first movie going going back to what you're talking about tone I don't know what a good a good metaphor for this is but I I said the first movie is like someone tightroping. Like they're 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 walking a very thin line. It's a razor thin line between, you know, the, this they've got some really dark stuff, but it's also very clever and whip smart and funny. This movie's a little more like someone swinging across buildings, George of the Jungle style. It's just screaming out loud and like slamming into the wall, and like it's kind of funny when he slams in the wall and then he like peels off. See, the and then maybe he like falls he falls to the ground and dies horribly. And you're like, <laughs> wait, what? See, the, version, kind of... the version I was going to go with is, is way more complicated. I was going to have the person on the tightrope, and then they're holding the pole to balance them. Yeah. And they keep falling over from side to side, so they keep using the pole. They just stick it in the ground to support them on either side. So they just keep going back and forth, <laughs> having having to support themselves without actually staying perfectly balanced on it. It's kind of how yeah. I felt. These are accurate descriptions. Where it's just like, we're jumping back and forth. It's super serious. Okay, now we're going to have Jack flip a hundred feet in the air like Jar Jar Binks. And it's, and it's also not nearly as impressive. <laughs> no, it is not. No, it is not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the movie looks pretty good. It does look really good. The opening shot, like we were talking about with the prison, where there's like... Or not opening shot, but... Um, or even the on. stuff with the wedding. Like her, how Elizabeth's wedding yeah. is ruined. The stuff in the rain. That looks gorgeous. Yeah. And I, well, the, the where the birds are flying over the prison. Oh, right, right. I think looks great. Um, there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of really good stuff. Um, I love the the I love when Tia Dalma she throws the uh, the crab claws or whatever it is, to, yeah. Like predict, and then they turn into like rocks, yeah. And there's like the ship there. Um, however, that kind of leads into I, I I know you've got your list of complaints, so I want to go ahead and knock out some of my thoughts. Before can, can we, we get c- too can we down. come up with with a name for my list of complaints? Because I feel like just a lot of episodes where it's a bad movie, we we just were like. But halfway through, we're just like, what's the list of complaints? And we'll just go down the list. We need to come up with a name for this. I don't know. You think about that while I, I go through my point. Um, It'll be called my trusty something. I don't know. Continue. <laughs> we'll, we'll see where that goes. Continue. Uh, stay tuned. Um, but no. Uh, so... In the first movie, Jack is sort of playing Will... Um, and Elizabeth, but he's also not doing it in a way that's malicious to them. He's he's really just trying to play Barbosa the whole time. He's trying to get Barbosa killed. He's trying to get his ship back. Right. He's he's using Jack and or he's using Elizabeth and Will, but not just for his own personal gain. Not just to. And in this movie, he immediately like gives up Will. And when that happened, at first I was like, oh, is that the thing that comes back later where, um, like, he gives up Will to Davy Jones and says, oh, yeah, tell Davy Jones that you're, you're there to settle my debt. Um, and I was like, oh, is that a thing that comes back later where he did that on purpose so that Will could meet his father and Will could get the key and all that stuff? Yeah. And then Jack is, like, completely surprised that Will came back and is like, oh, yeah, it worked out perfectly. Like, he's clearly just being selfish and, like, was terrible. 
Well, it gets even worse than that, because then Davy Jones, you know, once he captures Will and the other guys on that ship, he goes straight to the Black Pearl, and he's like, Oh, Jack, if you want to save your own skin, give me a hundred souls. And Jack seriously is considering that. Yeah. Like he tries to. This guy is no longer likable in any sense. I want him to die. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if at the very end he kind of redeems himself. He's still a huge prick in this. And then for some reason he tries to ask for Will back but then like he's when when Davy Jones is like oh you no he you, you need more souls I'm not I'm not giving him up you 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 consider it the first payment and he's like oh well actually his soul's worth more than that and it's yeah. like what what's happening um it feels like this movie um where the first movie was was very well self-contained it feels like once they decided they wanted to make a trilogy they took these characters and kind of pulled them back into weird places yeah to give to let them like bungee cord back into an arc um because it this doesn't feel like the jack sparrow like elizabeth keeps saying all these things about how he's a terrible or he's actually a good person but he thinks he's a terrible person and jack sparrow is trying to convince himself that he's a terrible person and all that yeah but that we don't really get that in the first movie in the first movie we i mean yeah he's a pirate and he does some like sketchy stuff and Okay, but I mean, he sincerely doesn't want to hurt Will. The, and, the guy and... whose immediate reaction when a woman falls into the ocean, it like when his first reaction is to immediately rescue her, he's yeah. not going to try and sell his soul for a hundred people. Yeah, like that makes absolutely and no sense to me. You can argue that he's. I I do love the part where um, Bootstrap Bill meets him in the, like in the cellar or whatever of the ship. It's a good scene. I yeah, have problems. And, and, <laughs> sure, but he says, um, "Oh, you, you know, you can't talk your way out of this one. You're, not, you're, he's yeah. coming for you now." Yeah. I love that. I love that he can't. They're trying to play up that he can't manipulate his way out of the situation, and that comes up later. However, I feel that scene is all we really get to try and establish Jack as being really terif- so terrified of Davy Jones that he forgets himself or well, forgets his his well it's weird stops being a good person because like beforehand gibbs and i i can't remember what uh what, what's the the shorter guy what's his name i don't know i i can't remember his name and i and i should i'll, I'll probably remember it the next episode but um mm-hmm. they're having a conversation where it's just like oh you think jack's acting a little weirder than usual and, yeah and gibbs is like I don't know what's gotten into him, but whatever it is, it isn't good. I'm like, he seems like he's just acting weird, like, not scared or anything. Yeah. He just seemed weird. And I I get that it feels, at the beginning of the movie, as if they're trying to play that up, and they're trying to make it, oh, he's really terrified of him. But then... Like, he, he, seems, have... he seems surprised when, when Bootstrap comes to find him. Exactly. But in the previous scene, you showed that he's trying to figure out more about the key in the chest. And we don't really so why know is why... He, so why is he surprised? Yeah. I... It's just weird. And and they don't... Basically, the movie never establishes that he's betraying people. He's completely going back. The movie never really acknowledges the fact that he's not the same character and that would be fine if they were saying oh look how scared he is of davy jones look how much he doesn't want to be captured yeah he's and willi- I get he's willing to do anything in this particular situation because he that knows would, what's coming for him 
that would be relatively consistent because I mean we got the the monologue in the last movie about him being free and and or about how how the ship means freedom and that's why he wants the black pearl back and all yeah. that. Um, I it would be consistent, but they don't play it up nearly enough. They're just kind of sitting there saying, "Oh, you know, he's he's pretty scared. He's he's acting kooky and weird." Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't really seem to be scared. He seems to be yeah, like you said, stranger, like sillier. Yeah, he's he's not really I don't know. Like that whole bit when when he he's got the picture of the key, which I, I don't know why he's after a picture of a key. That just seems really dumb. Yeah. Anyway, or where it came from. Uh, like, couldn't you just be like, "Oh, we have to go find a key." It's like, mm-hmm. why why do you need the picture? I don't know. It's weird. But then he's having that weird dialogue where he's like, "It's a picture, and if we find the picture, we'll be able, be able to open the thing to that it leads to." But we have to get the thing first. To do, and he's doing like that that weird Jack like kind of wishy-washy you don't really know what mm-hmm. I'm saying dialogue I'm like mm-hmm. he he did that in the first film and Gibbs mm-hmm. understood him like this isn't weird this mm-hmm. is normal for Jack yeah I I don't I don't know like and, and plus based on what I've been able to scrape together of this timeline it feels like a year has passed since the first movie sure so they're telling me that he's been trying to find or has he been trying to look into the chest and the key during this whole year? Because I know Norrington would chase them through a hurricane. I don't know. I, I don't know what he's been doing for the past year. I got nothing. I don't know. <laughs> Vague details. It's kind of weird to have Jack escaping Port Royal at the end of the last movie, and then having him again escaping somewhere at the beginning of this movie, as if that's the only way we can. I don't know. It's a strange choice. It's a strange structure. Yeah, it, well, it, it comes down the to... The beginning... They want to entire... have a cool entrance for Jack to show up in the movie that's kooky and weird, sure. so we don't really care about the logic of it. The entire beginning of the movie feels very aimless. Um, I would say, yeah, wave, definitely through all the cannibal stuff, then it, then it starts mm. to shape up, but before that it just feels like, yeah, we're just kind of doing whatever, it's fine. I won't say the cannibal stuff 100% derails the movie, because at least... I mean, it does, but... It's not completely ignoring the plot because at least that's how Will gets reunited with them. Yeah. But it still goes on way too long and there's just too much. I don't know. It kind of reminded me like the Jabba stuff in Return of the Jedi, how that's just kind of like a separate movie into itself. I was thinking the same thing. Except at least that doesn't feel like a complete tonal mess. Sure. (laughs) It feels like part of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. It's just kind of convoluted. Yeah. Yeah. So are we ready to go through my my trusty list of misgivings? Alright, that's pretty good. Yeah, go for it. You're welcome, America. And everywhere else. (laughs) Okay, so I've got to open up with a huge convenience for why our villain just shows up out of nowhere. So Beckett shows up, and he's like, get me the compass. And I guess he... Is the idea that he wants the compass to... So he can find the chest... Is that the idea? I think so. Okay. I believe I believe that's the idea. Why does he suddenly show up, this guy who has a vested interest in Davy Jones, when Jack all of a sudden gets, you know, Davy Jones decides, okay, your time's up, I'm after you. There's a huge convenience there. Yeah. And it's not the convenience of the first movie where it's kind of, oh, you know, it's a, it's a these characters that are we're going to end up following happen to be in the same place at the same time, and they're kind of coming together. And it's yeah. it's a lot more... Yeah, we're just kind of... We don't really know where to go with the beginning of this movie, so we're just kind of... 
slapping some stuff together and uh, hoping it rolls into something. Yeah. Okay, so before I <laughs> before I go through my trusty list of misgivings, I, I have... TM. <laughs> there you go. I have a broader question I want to ask. Does it feel very jarring or out of place that they... Do you consider this kind of a retcon that suddenly there's a whole crew of the undead that fairy dead souls considering in the last movie the only weird supernatural thing seems to be the curse I was thinking that um because then we get to like then we get to like you know we get to the the fourth movie and there's all the stuff with like mermaids and and -hmm. and the fountain of youth and then I I don't know It, it feels just kind of weird that suddenly out of nowhere we're like, oh yeah, there's all this other supernatural stuff in this universe. I mean... I don't know. Yes and no. I, I thought, I had the same thought, but then I again I was like, well... The, the curse is pretty outlandish. It's... it's I don't know. Well, it, it, my, my big thing is, everyone is surprised when they find out about the curse. Like, it's huge reveal for a lot of people. And in this one, with Davy Jones's crew, True. for a lot of people, just kind of react to it nonchalantly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's weird. And I kind of wish they'd gone with it in like, more of a direction like, where I don't know. Well, it's weird because even when they're talking to Norrington and they're like, "Oh, we're going after Davy Jones or whatever," and he's like, "Really, the captain of the Flying Dutchman?" I really want to be like, "Dude, you fought undead pirates. Why are you questioning yeah. this?" Yeah, <laughs> you saw them as skeletons. I don't know. It is it is weird because it's definitely not played with the same mystique that the curse is. Yeah. It's not it's not played up as as much of a a reveal strange phenomenon. Even it's not a it reveal, stranger. it just happens. Exactly. I don't know, and and I'm not sure how I feel about like Jack making a deal 13 years ago to I guess so so his idea is resurrect the pearl and I'll be captain of it. For thirteen years, and then I'll join your crew for a hundred years. Yeah, we don't get nearly enough. Does that seem like how... a deal Jack would make? Because that's interesting. That's 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 intriguing. That's that's backstory. That would be really the last movie. <laughs> without giving us by just giving us tidbits of the backstory, the last movie kind of just use the characters to display all the stuff that had happened to them in yeah. their history and, and sort of paint a huge picture of this universe. This movie tells us way more about the backstory, and we also are left with a lot more questions. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's the the first movie was very show don't tell. This movie is not entirely, but there is a lot of tell don't show. Yeah. Where it's just kind of uh you know this stuff happened and we're not really going to elaborate on that even though it could probably be very important for the Oh, characters. another thing that I thought was weird. Um when Elizabeth decides to fret, uh, threaten Beckett and and he's like, "Yeah, I le- we both left our marks on each other and it's supposed to be like, oh, the pirate brand on Jack is from him." Yeah. And Elizabeth goes, "Well, what mark did he leave on you?" And Beckett doesn't reply. Like what? I thought he said something about no, I, I don't. I don't recall him saying anything. I don't recall there being any sort of sworn, response. I could have sworn he said something about not all marks are, or some marks are mental or something. I don't oh, know. He, I could have sworn he, there. Okay, he might have said something like that. Point is, I don't actually know what Jack did to him. 
Yeah. And that's or where that's, he came from. That's or what not his history that's is. not like a running thread that gets addressed in a future movie. That's that's kind of just dropped. Yeah. Which I which I found very very odd. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a whole lot of problems up until they show up to Isla Cruz's. The I, I would say the third act, aside from the cannibal stuff, has the most problems for me. Mm-hmm. Uh. Because I, I, I kind of like how Will gets, you know, he gets stuck on the, on the Davy, or the, the Davy Jones ship, uh, the Flying Dutchman, and, you know, he has to, he gets to meet his father in not great circumstances. I like all that. Uh, I love all the Tortuga stuff. That might actually be my favorite scene of the movie, aside from the Barbosa thing at the end. Everything in Tortuga. Because mm-hmm. there's the, the very fun brawl with Norrington and all of them, yep. and then Elizabeth just hits him over the head. That felt like the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Very. Like when Jack and Gibbs are walking up, and, and he's grabbing different hats, and then he's putting them on different people as they get, like, thrown off the, the balcony yep. and whatnot, that felt like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, absolutely, because it's not ridiculous. It's, oh, a bunch of drunk pirates got into a bar fight, and it's it's kind of silly, but it's also, yeah, there are definitely people dying in this. Yeah. And, you know, we're... Some of them are taking it very nonchalantly, and some of them are trying to take it very seriously, like Elizabeth, and it's... Yeah. Yeah. Can I just ask one very broad question before I talk about the Isla Cruz's part? No. Why does Tia Dalma not tell them the rules about stabbing Davy Jones's heart? Yeah, I, I don't know what the whole deal with any of that is. Tia Dalma, I she will She kind of say... just tells them there's a chest and it has his heart do what you will. She I will say Tia... They, they, do, they do a good job of hinting at her reveal in the next movie and then um, that. hinting at what happens to Will in the third movie. Um, ultimately, I don't really care where either of those elements go, but it's nice that at least they hinted them here. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, she does actually, to me, feel a lot more in line, or you were talking about how Davy Jones and his crew is kind of outlandish and it's it's it yeah. feels like people are, were kind of moving the uh what's the the phrase like moving the goalpost yeah. of you know where what the actual capacity for weirdness this universe has yeah she feels a lot more like she lives in this in the universe of the first movie mm-hmm. than maybe davy jones and his crew does she feels i i think she makes sense in the context where she's kind of creepy and I don't know, she feels pretty grounded, and it's a, it's a pretty good performance, too. Um, I don't know. I, overall, I like. I think the tone of that works pretty well. Yeah. Um, uh, can I just consistent. say, that's Naomi Harris, who plays Moneypenny in Skyfall and Spectre. Right! Fun fact. Also, okay. I believe Britain does not like her performance in this at all. So. <laughs> I think she's fine. Yeah, I, th- no, I, I think like I think a lot of the reason I don't like her character is just because of stuff they do with her in the third film. Exactly. <laughs> which we'll is, get there. Which is probably we'll there. Um, um. But yeah, like of course she knows what to do, but she never tells them what happens. Like she doesn't tell them, "Oh, if you stab his heart, you have to replace him as which, as captain." Which raises a lot of questions. And they don't. They do not directly say that in this movie, right? Isn't there like there's the one guy in the Flying Dutchman who warns Will not to stab it, but does she does he actually say you have to replace him? I think he I, just I think he just says like the Dutchman always has to have a captain and then he just kind of stops talking. Like that. 
Um, like they don't flat out say you have to replace him if you. Well, yeah, him because the guy who tells him is kind of weird and like. Uh, yeah. His his he doesn't have his his mind straight, and so he's kind of saying gibberish to some extent. Yeah. It's supposed to be like foreboding and, and hinting at things. And, yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm just imagining like, what if Will, when he shows up to the island and he grabs the chest, what if he just you know opens it before Jack or Norrington can get to him and he just stabs it? Well, and that's my question too. Is is Jack stopping him from stabbing the heart just because he wants to be captain of the, the Dutchman? I, no, that that's not it. I have a huge problem with that conflict and how it leads into the goofy over-the-top fight, even though I enjoy that fight. Sure. But first, let's just ask the basic question. So who's the crew they decide to bring onto Isla Cruises with them? You got Jack, of course. Got Elizabeth. Makes enough sense. You got Rigetti and Pintle. Kind of dumb, but fine. Why are you bringing Norrington? <laughs> Why on earth are you bringing Norrington except the sc- except for the screenwriters want him to be involved in a third act fight? Norrington is weird um, in this movie. I appreciate what they've done with his character. I l- the fact that, you know, he actually faced serious consequences for letting Jack go. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it would be more interesting if this movie had Jack in a better place and it was kind of just Norrington out of Will, Elizabeth, and Jack was the one who got... Nor- Norrington was the one who kind of got screwed. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a more... would make his, this take on his character more interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And it's just weird how he kind of just starts going along and then... I mean, of course he betrays them, but also... I, I don't know. But why would they bring him on, on to the island with them to exactly. go to the chest? That I makes no sense. That That is so... Ah, it's that that is so. Oh, they must have read the script, and they know he's yeah. involved in that fight, so they need him yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so this leads to one of my biggest problems in the movie. I think the the conflict between Will and Jack is totally forced in that fight. Yep. So Will walks up out of nowhere, and he's like, "Ah, you sea turtles, mate. Do you get it? Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice gag. So d- d- dig it, Jack. I like it." But then he goes to try and open the chest. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stab the chest and kill Davy Jones, and I'll free my father." Who? Okay, never mind. I do have a, another problem. Okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna re, we're gonna rewind here. We're gonna go back step to by the, step. We're gonna go back to the dice playing scene. You gotta lay the foundation of hatred before you can. Yes. <laughs> so so the dice scene, which by the way that was super convoluted, like how that game is played. That's an actual game. I mean, I mean, like, I, it but, makes it makes sense the more I watch. I remember watching it for the first time. I'm like, I have no idea what's happening yeah, right now. It, it's also only because that's a game in Red Dead Redemption. That's probably the only reason huh. why I know why I know about it. Um, it's it's also not. I, ex- confused... I don't think it's explained very well in the movie. Sure, they don't explain it at all, really. And I'm confused about the fact that Will is the one who like out overreaches. But I'm pretty sure in that game, it, it liars dice. I'm pretty sure it's only the person to your right who can call the bluff. Yeah. So like, there's no real reason for. It's just weirdly set up. I don't know. I don't know what the tension. Oh no no! I, it, I... it makes sense Be- because you know Will ends up losing just by you know he lost the game, you know, or he was going to lose. Like on whatever he said, anyone would call call foul on that. But because his father is next in line, not Davy Jones, his father decides to sacrifice sure. himself. Like that but it's just that makes you know, sense it makes, to me. It makes sense. I understand what the actual implications of it are. I don't really get how we're supposed to feel tension in that scene because his father's sitting right behind beside him. So, oh, okay, we don't we don't really 
I don't know. It doesn't feel like they like unless I don't know. It's just kind of weird that because Davy Jones starts laughing as if he as if his know, as if Will's father is not going to sacrifice himself for exactly. his son. Yeah, exactly. It's it's strange. My my bigger problem is why does Will bet his like his in, like an eternity of service? Just to find out where the key is, yeah. Because because at the end, Will's like, "You fool! Why did you do that?" And, and his father goes, "Oh, you were just trying to find out where the key was. I made a horrible mistake." And I'm like, "Will would still be stuck on that ship for eternity <laughs> if he what? lost. Like what? I, it doesn't matter if he finds out where the key is if he's stuck on the ship forever." Uh, yeah, that made no sense whatsoever. Because <laughs> it does seem like there is something physically binding about being a member of, of Davy Jones' crew. Yeah. And and Davy Jones does say he's he says, "Oh, you know, you you can you you're free to get off next time we stop at port whenever that is." <laughs> yeah. Um so obviously there's nothing keeping Jack there magically or will there magically. Yeah. Um so I get w- would that have just kept him on the ship? Yeah, I don't know what the idea is. But the, but then he lets the guy the, his his crew some of them go to Isla Cruz's to go fight Jack and them mm-hmm. later. I don't know. I don't know how this works, and they won't explain it to me. And I need explanations to understand. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> so back to the conflict on 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 Isla Cruz's. So Will's trying to stab the heart so he can free his father because somehow killing Davy Jones equals freeing his father. I mean that's. That's, That's fine. 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 It it makes it's a it's a nice logical leap. It's fine. But then Jack, you know, points a sword at him and goes, I can't let you do that. The Kraken is still after me. If you just kill Davy Jones, the Kraken will keep coming after me. Right. F- fine. That's oh right, a, that is what he says. That's yeah. a, that's another give me. You just gotta give to the movie, fine. So I guess Jack's Jack's plan is not to stab it, he is going to use it as leverage. To force Davy Jones to force the Kraken off of him. Yeah. So why, nice can't they... he, why can't he just say to Will, hey, we can do the exact same thing, but with your father. We can force Davy Jones to let your father go. And to release yeah. or, or, or And to, to stop the Kraken from attacking me. Like That makes a lot more sense. As far as just in general, you now explain what the whole point of that yeah. conflict is. That's a, um, that's a literally, and then yes, it does make a lot. More that sense. is the definition of killing two birds with one stone. Just be like, oh hey, if we use the heart in this way, we both get what we want. But no, Will's got to stab the heart because he's got to stab the heart. This movie would be a lot more efficient if it was much more swashbuckling adventure while they try it, where they're trying to kill Davy Jones um, because for whatever reason, Davy Jones is after Jack. Maybe. Something about Jack escaped death at one point, and Davy Jones. How about after him. how about you have a thing where Barbosa screwed them over, or yeah. screwed to Davy Jones over, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to go after the captain of the Black Pearl, whoever that is," and it just ends yeah. up being Jack at sure. the time. And Jack's and then, like, "This isn't my fault." Jack Jack gets the crew back together of Will and Elizabeth instead of them being pressed in the service and Beckett being weird. Um, Beckett is great; he is a good villain. Yeah. At least the performance is good. Um, I will say that. But you you do that, and then Norrington is now the villain who's who's like the third party, ch- kind of in in. Because when I when I watched this movie and got to that point where they all 
get in the conflict, and and then Elizabeth's just screaming at him like, "You're grown," which is pretty great. Where she's screaming at him like, "You're grown adults. This is not how you settle conflicts." Um, bloody bunch of pirates. Yeah. Uh, and then we're getting people I got, and you just see them in the background running away with the chest. It's pretty great. That's it's pretty, pretty great. funny. Um, I got a little twinge of the the feeling I get watching either alien movie, especially aliens, where you've got these kind of parties pulling in weird directions and you're not sure who's on what side and like there's yeah. there's betrayals and there's third parties who are kind of gumming up the whole works because of course the the um I forget his name, but the the guy from the company is actually trying to get the the aliens back on Burke. I love Burke, yeah. I love when they when movies do that sort of thing where you've got these conflicting parties. You've got people acting like people where they've got their own self-interest going on. Yeah. Um the I got a twinge of that, but it doesn't it doesn't feel you know complete it doesn't feel set up at all. Yeah. And I would love if this movie was actually there you know they you've got the good guys and that's Jack and Will and Elizabeth and you got the bad guys and that's Davy Jones. And then you've got Beckett and Norrington working together, and they're just kind of on their side, and then Nor- or on off to the side, and Norrington's going after Jack and, and Will and Elizabeth. And so then at the end, it's instead of, oh, they're all fighting for convoluted reasons, and then there's a weird thing where Norrington turns on Will, and it's completely not helpful to what he's trying to accomplish in that moment. And it's just weird. Yeah. It's just a weird fight. It's weird characterizations. Instead, you just have, oh, Norrington sneaks, like, finally catches up with him, and uh, this is, this is gonna, I'm, I'm going on a tangent here, we're going real deep. Um, this is the most obscure thing ever. There's a game called uh, Super Mario 6, no, Super Mario and the Thousand Year Door. No, Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. There we go. Um, it's actually a really great game. It's, it might be my favorite video game of all time. Um, it's for the GameCube. You should go play it. And yeah, you're just watching me to see where this goes. Um, and there's so there's this this big, you know, uh, Cthulhu esque force in that game. That's it's, it's like this this terrible witch queen that's manipulating these strings, and she's behind the thousand year door. And I th- I, don't, I don't know. It's been a while since I played it. But something like that. Something where, where Mario is trying to track down these gems to open the door to to or to seal the door or something. It's there's there's a whole thing, and it's very epic. But then you've got Bowser, and he's just kind of goofing off around, and he's like, what's that? Mario's up to something? I want to chase him. I'm going to go see what he's doing. And and he... So you have levels where you play as Bowser, and he shows up, like, two steps behind Mario. So he's you go play as Bowser, like, two worlds behind Mario. And then at the very end of the game, he catches up with Mario. And it, it just comes out of nowhere, and it's hilarious, and it's great. I think that's what inspired my love for this kind of plot. And that's what I would love to see, is if... You've got this this side plot of Norrington trying to like track them down, and and he's just being crazy and weird, and maybe he catches up a couple of times, and they get away, and then at the end he comes up and he's and maybe they're about to just end the whole conflict with Davy Jones. So they've got the heart, and they're going go to go back to Davy Jones, and they're in agreement, and then Norrington shows up, and maybe he's got this big flagship or whatever that shoots at the and the you get into your big pirate ship war, and then Norrington steals the chest, and then he runs off, and then it's it you know it just completely screws everything up and causes us to have to get another movie out of this um there are so many more interesting ways you can go with these characters other than they all just kind of show up together and they don't really like each other but they're there and then there's a fight for reasons because we want to have a fight for reasons and then the movie's over i guess because we're out of time i agree (laughs) same 
Yeah, that well, sounds like thoughts. a much better movie than what we watched. <laughs> can I get that one? Can I get that cut? Yeah. Can, can I we, wish. Disney, Disney, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm receiving your checks in the mail. Can, can we, can we get that? <laughs> Wait, I thought, I thought I was receiving their checks in the mail and you were stealing them. Yeah, then I gushed about how much I love Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, oh. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and how much I didn't hate Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No and, Tales. And how much you hate Wonder Woman. So and how much I hate the... Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I've started receiving the Disney checks. Now you've okay, got Warner Brothers checks. So, okay. But you're stealing those fine. too, so. Everything's fine. I did have Fox checks for a while, but then after Apocalypse, they just kind of... <laughs> They they went away. They don't they don't have the money to give you checks anymore. <laughs> no no they're funnel they're funneling the budget for uh paying off critics into the next Fantastic Four reboot. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but yeah, but how are, how are they going to con- pay the critics when Fantastic Four comes out? Yeah. But but yeah, the whole conflict <laughs> be- behind the the. The three-way fight mm-hmm. is is completely forced, and I I, I I just couldn't enjoy it as much as I normally do when watching this movie. After realizing that, yeah. Although the, the when they're fighting on top of the, the the thing and it starts spinning, that that was it was fun. It's good, but also there's a again the weird slapstick physics where yes, Jack but gets it, it didn't the wheels- feel quite as off to me no. as all the cannibal stuff. Like, well, if, me- if the movie had been, like, more like the first one, in terms of tone, and less mm-hmm. stupid things had happened, and then that had shown up, I, w- I still would be fine with it. Okay. Well, I was, specifically the part where Jack stands up out of the grave, and then the, the wheel just smashes into him. Oh, yeah, and you're like, totally right, and he's completely fine. And he's just, like, sticking through it, and then... Never yeah, mind, I'm done, this scene is horrible, <laughs> moving on. Um... <laughs> But it's almost comical when Jack's like, oh, well, actually, you you should hate Will, because Will's the one who... Like, the whole reason they're fighting is to get to the chest, and to yeah. be the one who gets the chest. And so Jack's like, oh, yeah, you know, you should... You, Norrington, you should actually hate Will, because Will's the one who... Uh, he went to go save says, Elizabeth, and he yeah. freed me, so ultimately this is all his fault. Yeah, and then Norrington's like, I'm sorry, or I'm sorry, Will, but he's right, or whatever. And yeah. it's just comical. It's just silly... Because that's not... And it makes Norrington to get the seem chest. like an idiot. Norrington is trying to get the chest so that he can redeem himself. Yeah. That's the whole point. Why would he just... Whatever. It's weird. Yep. Yeah. So moving on. Can you give me a very good explanation as to why exactly they go back to Tia Dalmas at the end? Yeah, I don't know. Are they even close to where she is? Who knows? Like I this said, movie, this the, movie, the map you mentioned, is very vague. You mentioned the last movie, or in the last podcast, how the movie kind of doesn't feel very large. Like, it feels like they're traveling the Caribbean in a short time. But yeah. we only get about three locations. Yeah. This movie is a lot more vague about... We, we still don't get that many locations, but it's a lot more vague about where we're going and what's, you know... Yeah. Which, which places are which and that sort of thing. Um, there's also the super huge convenience of the uh, the guys from Tortuga, the 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 ship that Will land, Will gets picked up by when he escapes the Dutchman. Yeah, are just the guys that like el- the same boat that Elizabeth escaped on are the guys that Will gets 
That felt um, like a weird, like they're trying to do the first movie setup payoff type thing, where like, yeah, I don't know. The fact that the Kraken eats the hat at the beginning and then spits it out at the very end, that felt like that should have been the only real thing like that in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Will just shows up on the ship and he sees the wedding dress and he's like, where did you get that? It's yeah. like, what, what's the point of this? Yeah, why, why do you care? I mean... I mean, the only reason is that so he can hear, oh, it led us to Tortuga, so he knows, oh, she ended up there. So she did yeah. escape prison. But I feel like that doesn't really matter. Yeah, because he he just has to go where the Dutchman is. And the Dutchman ends up taking him to Elizabeth anyway. What? What a film. So, I'm going to rewind a little bit again, because I feel like we should talk a bit more about the final action scene against the Kraken. Okay. Um, yeah, that was the point where I realized this movie was way too long. Yeah. Because that, it that feels, fight ends... It feels like there's, like, three, like, final battles in this. That, that fight ended, and for some reason I thought that was, you know... Yeah, what... I don't even remember the structure of this anymore. Because they... <laughs> they, 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 they turn the Kraken away and then is that the point where Jack gets on it or Jack attacks it or is there another one before that there I feel like there's another no, no. battle before no they're able to to hold off the Kraken a little bit because they fire the cannons at it right and they're like oh god what are we going to do it's coming back so then they get all the par- the barrels of gunpowder and the rum and they bring it up and they're going okay. to shoot it and then Jack comes back is there more to the movie after that uh they blow it up they decide they're going to leave. They're going to let the yeah. Black Pearl go. Elizabeth okay. makes out with Jack and then handcuffs him to the mast. I think maybe it was the part before that where... The the time before that where the Kraken destroys the ship that Will is on, yeah. maybe, is what I'm thinking of. Or that, like I said, that... I, th- I think the Kraken is in this a bit too much. I think it would have been better yeah. if they held it off until the very end. Because already... it does, like three, like, three major attacks, right? Yeah. We see it destroy, like, three ships in this movie. Yeah. We get the, we get the ship at the beginning with I feel like they should have saved the fisherman thing, the fisherman getting eaten because they find Jack's hat. I feel like they should have had had the black pearl just just leave and the the hat's floating and they're like, "Oh man, you know, Jack's real scary." And then give it, you know, maybe yeah, two-thirds of the way through the movie or something. Or maybe maybe there's a thing where after Will escapes um with the key even though he's actually like Will escapes with the key, but he's actually just hiding on the ship or whatever. Yeah. Um, Davy Jones freaks out, and that's when he releases the Kraken, and that's when we get that moment where the the um, ship, the fisherman ship, gets destroyed, and they find the hat and everything. Also, points um, off for this movie not having Dave or uh, Bill Nye go release the Kraken. Yeah. Points off. He has he he gives a nice little speech beforehand, but points he doesn't off. say release the Kraken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Even though Clash of the Titans came out four years after this. <laughs> Points off. Oh boy. Continue. I don't I don't like the weird like Matrix esque slow motion shot of Jack shooting the rifle at all the barrels and stuff to blow up the Kraken. That seems that seems like Hollywood blockbuster schlock, and I think at least the first parts of the Caribbean and I think it's above that. Yeah, probably, but eh, just a nitpick. Yeah, that's 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 really all I got in terms of complaints. 
Okay. This movie's not all that great. So as far as the... I think we already kind of covered this, but I want to just reiterate. The the final decision for Jack... <sighs> yeah, it feels like he should come back maybe after they've turned the Kraken away by... maybe Because he doesn't a- accomplish any purpose by coming back. Because he comes back, and then he steps on the gun that Elizabeth was about to pick up anyway. He's like, oh no, let me shoot it. Yeah. Even though she she'd probably be fine. Elizabeth would have done it anyway, yeah. Yeah. And then he gets... And then Elizabeth kisses him until she chains him to the, the post. Yeah. It would have been a lot better, I think, if, if he had come back after they had, like, spurned away the Kraken and they were all like, oh, gosh, we gotta get out of here, and they get on the boats and start trying to row back to, to shore. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe they're they're freaking out about something, or maybe... I don't know. There's something you can do there to make it so that it's Jack explicitly gives a sacrifice like yeah. the, does something that that he knows is going to get him killed in order to save his friends yeah well because again movie, in this movie they're not his friends because he's a prick exactly because because again they've they've reduced his character to not being a good person even though they want us to believe that he is at the end even though he definitely was a good person in the first movie but now he's not and they just decided to give him an arc that doesn't really work all that well because they took away the big impact of him choosing to be a good person. And then they all just like freak out and they're like, yeah, we like Jack! Even though he was kind of terrible to them the whole movie. Because again, in the last movie he was manipulating them, but he actually had their best interest in mind. Yeah. In this movie he just... Yeah. Like, like when the, when they're all toasting to him and Elizabeth goes, he was a good man. I really wanted Gibbs to go, you know he was going to sacrifice his life for a hundred people? Yeah. Or like, like he he was trying to save himself by, by giving up a hundred people? Yep. No, it's fine. The screenwriters want you to forget about that. It's fine. He's a good man. He's a good man. He's first on the poster, so he's a good man. But yeah, yep. ultimately this this movie is too long, it's too complicated, it lacks the the simplicity that makes the first one work so well. Um cuz that first movie works because it's a very simple, straightforward plot and the just like all the elements around it are very creative and well thought out. Correct. This one, it's just an uber convoluted plot that doesn't feel thought out in the slightest. And then all the stuff around it is very bloated and very mixed in terms of quality. Yeah. So what's your grade, buddy? I don't know. I really don't. Okay. I'm going D+. Plus. Oh my... That that's aggressive. Yeah. That's this, very this, aggressive. I was much more disappointed in this movie than I thought I would be. Um That is that is harsh. Yeah. No. There's You know how I said my best thing was, was Rigetti and Pintle? Yeah. That's that's like the thing I there's I don't know. Is that like the only thing you liked? Yeah. <laughs> and and there's a lot of problems with it. I mean that's not the only thing I like, but I don't know. Oh. That's just rough. Is it sad? Like, when I went into this, before we recorded, I was sitting at, like, a C plus, mm. And now I have no idea where I'm at anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, see, it's just... 
watching this movie, I was like, oh yeah, you know, haven't seen this in a while, but I'm excited. I know kind of what I'm in for. I'm pretty sure it's pretty similar to the first movie. And then just the more I watched, the more I was like, oh. Oh. I might be kicking oh. myself for this later. I'm going to go see minus. Not quite the D range. I still enjoyed watching it. I did. But it's, but it's very problematic. Yeah. It was entertaining in all the wrong ways. <laughs> kind of like Apocalypse. That... Or Spectre. Yeah. It's, it's Which I very think similar. I gave both it's of those. very similar to both of those. Let me check what the are... scores on those. Yeah, yeah, I think I gave both of them D-ish grades. Uh, I could be wrong. Let's see what we got here. Spectre, I gave a C, and you gave a C plus. Oh, I don't know if no. I feel comfortable giving this a lower grade than Spectre. <laughs> I'm not sure. Mm, I'm I'm fine with where I am. I'm surprised I gave it that high of a grade. The, but the the scores we gave for Dead Man's Chest are the exact same that we gave for Apocalypse. I'm oh, comfortable really? with that. I'm very That's comfortable funny. with that. That's really funny. Okay. Yeah, that okay. Yep. I gave it a C minus. You gave it a D plus. We're, <laughs> Perfect. It's beautiful. Consistency. We may as well have just watched X-Men Apocalypse again. Just pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that feels exactly like that's... Yeah, yep. wow. Okay. I Sounds good. Is it... I don't want to watch it World's End now, because I actually like that one quite a bit. Or at least I did. I don't There's know if I will now. There's moments that I know I'm looking forward to watching again that I hope I'm going to like it. We'll see. I don't know. They've kind of irreparably damaged Jack as a character for me at this yeah. point. Not just in terms of, oh, he's super cartoony and he's just drunk and get it? He's just goofy and he manages to get through by sheer luck. It's not just that. It's you made him an unlikable prick. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that moving forward. It's 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 similar to what they do with Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3, where it's like, I don't know if I ever would have wanted a Spider-Man 4, because I, I don't like this character right. anymore. And at least, at least in Spider-Man 3, I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, in <laughs> Spider-Man 3, that's part of the plot, is that he's kind of becoming a terrible person. They yeah. just make him, they go way too far with it, if you actually pay attention to what he's doing. Yeah, and the, whole, one, and the whole theme of that movie is forgiveness. Whether or not it actually handles that theme well, that is what it's about. But structurally, you got something going there. This movie doesn't really give us an excuse as to why he's a much more terrible character than he was previously. Well, why don't you give Dead Man's Chest an F- then, Tyler? You hack? Because it's not Spider-Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you said a good thing about a movie, so it has to be better than a thing than a movie that you said a bad thing about. Because that's it's how the better than a thing movie said bad. <laughs> <laughs> got to find the key to get the chest, but we got to get the chest first in order to get the key, and then the key will open the chest and it'll be fine. No, so, next week, so next week, so next week, we'll be doing it World's End, and hopefully, yeah. I. I still enjoy it by the time we get there. I feel relatively confident that that's a better movie. We will see. I I don't know how I feel about these movies anymore, and especially when yeah. we get to four and five. Like I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not sure how that's gonna go. I've I've not seen either of those straight through. So I have a feeling we'll, uh, you're not gonna be a fan of either of those. That'll be fun. Um, 
Yeah, you can find us online at uh, Twitter at here or at HCT Sequels. You can find us through email at herecomesequels at gmail.com. You can find us online at herecomesequels.blogspot.com. And we're also on iTunes, just here come the sequels. And also, so. we have started a YouTube channel where I have been oh, right. uh, uploading the older episode, well, the older podcasts as videos. So, in case for some reason you want to watch them in a different format, where we just have like a pretty wallpaper of the movie, and it's it's the same exact audio. There's there's nothing. There's maybe, literally maybe, no difference. I think I made this joke last week, but I'm gonna do it again. Maybe you've got that YouTube red swag with that. You know, you, you got the the. You can close your screen and still listen to the audio. What a world we're living in. No, it's some real advanced stuff. How is YouTube Red not dead yet? Are they selling that with YouTube TV? That's a thing? I don't know. Yeah, YouTube TV is like the new like cut cable cutting service. That sounds terrible. It's actually apparently pretty good. YouTube but it's only needs available to in stop. cities. <laughs> they need, to, they need to, to help out their actual content creators instead of continuing to make this crap. Yeah, probably. Where's the fair use is what I have to say. I have huge problems with YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> as we as we try to as I continue to upload videos to YouTube. So right now we have the first three episodes, which cover the first four Transformers movies. Oh up, god! Yep. Oh god! We have to do that movie soon. Oh yeah! Last night. Yeah. It'll be fine. We'll get Britain back. It'll be fine. All I can think of is is there's a joke. <laughs> In, in, in a Bo Burnham special, one of the ones on Netflix. Bo Burnham is excellent. I'm going to recommend you go watch anything Bo Burnham has done rather than a Transformers movie. Oh, hey, Put Tyler, that out there what now. is that I hear? But, is, the, is that the, the ching of, of, of a new check coming in from Bo Burnham? <laughs> Bo Burnham Corporation? Um, but no, there, there's, a, there's a joke in there where he said, he, he, he's like building up this song and, and he's, he's playing some like beat rap beat music and he's like yo yo what did i do last night i cried myself to sleep and then he cuts it <laughs> it's perfect because he actually says last night and it, what am i gonna do during the last night cry myself probably i might cry myself to sleep i almost fell asleep in the fourth one i'm not looking forward to that i i kind of so am that'll be fun that. it'll be a good time but, see the third one i had a good time the third one was dumb but I felt like I was enjoying myself, and then the fourth one just was such a drag, and just. Uh, I mean, I'm, it'll I'm, be I'm, fun because we'll have Britain there, and he'll be True. he'll be just riffing on it for two and a half hours. True. It'll be great. I'm I'm just worried about how how if this is going to be the same deal where it's just monotonous slog. Ugh. To be fair, we did not watch Age of Extinction with Britain. That's yeah. I was also just generally very tired. Yeah. We recorded podcasts on those movies like three times. Yep, which is why the the <laughs> Dark of the Moon and Age of Extinction reviews are together. Because we said, screw it, we'll do it as one episode, we're done. Stay rogue, everybody. Well, we're not we're not quite done yet. We we gotta we gotta throw in our plug for a review on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> So hey, did you enjoy us have having like 
a mind-breaking experience of, of just realizing how bad Dead Man's Chest is, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, we'd appreciate it. It'd be nice. <laughs> Anything else you gotta say, more, Tyler? More like five stars of the Caribbean, am I right? I might give us a one-star review after that. <laughs> Stay rogue, everybody. Sorry about that. 